0: What would you like to be known for? It's a question we should all be asking ourselves regularly, especially as we approach or enter our 60s. This is a time when many of us take stock of our lives and decide whether we're on the right track. It can be a scary proposition to make a change at this stage in our lives, but it can also be an exciting one. We have the opportunity to recalibrate our GPS and set a new course for fulfillment, but it takes courage to do so. Today in my conversation with Trish Tonich, we will explore what it means to find your courage and set a new direction in life after 60. Trish will share inspiring stories from her uh, community, uh, women who have done just that. They have uh, taken the courage and made a new direction in their life. She will also include her story of trading her pen for a paintbrush. Remember, it's never too late to be living your best life. Trish is an award-winning marketing consultant, an artist, an author, and founder of ShareYourStories.online. Trish supports the entrepreneurial spirit with her definitive creative approach. A weekly podcast, a contributor to magazines, and an author of two books, As an artist, Trish recently presented her bold, colourful abstracts in a solo show at Langdon Hall in Cambridge, Ontario. Her work is also found in Europe, the United States and Canada.
1: Welcome, Trish. Thank you so much, Patricia. I have to say it's been quite some time since I've been on this side of the mic, so uh, (laughs) thank you for inviting me. So does it take a different type of courage to actually be on the other side, do you think? Oh, I think it certainly does. Because, uh, you know, as the interviewer, you have the opportunity to ask the questions and, you know, connect with your guest in a totally different way. So today as the guest, it's uh, I I hope I'm able to uh, meet your challenges. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to meeting the folks in your network. That's great.
0: That's great. We share a network, actually, um, of uh, many women entrepreneurs, but this is an outreach to um, both our communities, our independent mm-hmm. communities as well. So uh, we, we would re- very much like you to share your experience and bring courage to making the bold changes for, for, for fulfillment in your life. Can you share a story?
1: You know, one of the wonderful things about the online community is that we have almost 300 international features where we featured folks like yourself who have made the transition from corporate leader to business owner. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that there's some similarities that we all share when we're sort of ta- taking that leap of faith and taking the courage to make a change. And one of them is I found it all starts with a light bulb moment. You know, I'm sure like you, you've got this nagging feeling that, you know, something's got to change, but you're not really too sure what the future holds, but mm-hmm. it sort of sits there in the pit of your stomach, you know, and you think, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, something, something's, something's up, right? Something's going to change. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, I, I, I don't know about you, but I've used visualization throughout my entire career. You know, you sort of visualize where you want to be, and then you kind of think about how you're going to get there. And uh, so I think that contributes to making a change because it not only gives you courage but confidence and being able to navigate how you're going to get there. So mm-hmm. those are two pretty important steps I think when we're getting ready to uh, to make a change. And you know we all rely on the things that we're familiar with and. I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I've been in business for myself for over 30 years. And one of the things that I always rely on is mapping out the strategy, right? Right. I mean, it may not necessarily be a formal business plan, but it's kind of the little baby steps we're going to take in order to get to that ultimate goal. So Mm -hmm. for me, when um, I started to make the change from a pen to a paintbrush, Um, I really had to do some soul searching and sort of think about how was I going to get there, because it was a totally new area of business for me. Mm -hmm.
0: So do you actually use some tools for mapping? And, you know, we think about uh, mapping even on our journeys, um, while driving or flying or something like that. Um, Do you use some tools for mapping?
1: You know, I, I have to say that when I'm recalibrating my personal GPS, which is, you know, how I like to call it, I think that one of the things is journaling and you know it's something that we all do because we need to write down those few notes you know when you've got a great idea or something that's popped into your head i think it's really important to write them down and Mm -hmm. then maybe review them later on and kind of take a look at wow this is a great starting point and then you sort of add the, the little pieces along the way so that and before you know it everything starts to fall into place Mm hmm. It's not interesting
0: because some of us come out of, say, a corporate or an executive position where we've been given tools such as mind mapping or project map uh, maps or project plans and things like that. And uh, many of us do go back to the basics of journaling and uh, using our imagination. And mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing, like the imagination giving us possibilities, rather than uh, just very um, strict, uh, fine lines around. It's like
1: coloring outside the box, right? <laughs> or, yeah, very yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah, very I mean, true. I mean, and those things I talk about um, when I'm doing workshops with companies, because, you know, one of the things that we find is we're all looking to tap into our creativity. And Mm -hmm. how do we do that? And, you know, you mentioned doodling. You know, we all start as children with this artistic background, right? We start to doodle. We have the crayons and the finger paint and all of those kinds of things that our, our parents and our teachers introduce us to when we're trying to use that sort of creativity and that spirit. But we kind of lose that. As we become adults, you know, like we just need to hear one or two comments. I mean, and we've all had our, our uh, artwork on the fridge, right? right. I, mean, I think that's the first place where we kind of say, wow, you know, that, that's pretty special. And everyone in the family makes comments about the artwork that we do. Yeah. But then we forget about that, right? Life gets in the way. Um, You know, we all have to find a place where we're going to, a career that we're going to channel our energy into that gives us the financial freedom that we need. And so creativity kind of goes out the window. Um, And for me, it was always something that was in the background. You know, I was always taking artistic courses like photography and, you know, uh, oil painting and, you know, throwing clay and doing all of that sort of thing. It was kind of what I did for relaxation in the background throughout my career mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it was my light bulb moment sort of happened when I realized that I these you know pieces of art were piling up in my laundry room and I thought geez I've been kind of you know doing exploring some pretty different areas and mm-hmm. I thought my friends and family had no more walls you know I kept giving, <laughs> giving them stuff You're every occasion. Yeah, exactly. Like every birthday or anniversary or Christmas, you know, I'm giving them art and I could just see them kind of rolling their eyes like, oh, good Lord, here she's at it again, you know. And uh, I kind of thought at one point, well, maybe I should really take this from the background, from a passion project into a business. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. so that's when I started to trade the the pen for a paintbrush. And, you know, it's really been a really amazing opportunity. But it took a lot of courage to kind of leave behind the the things that I had been doing as a revenue stream and to start something really new. Mm -hmm. And and you actually had uh,
0: the talent, like um, you you were able to express it through your art for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any stories from your community of uh, perhaps someone who wasn't an artist in that sense, but was able to use creativity in any way to become bolder
1: and have more courage to make a move into a different area? You know, that's a really wonderful question because one of the things that we've done on the shareyourstories.online website is we've categorized some of the stories. So, you know, there's authors and speakers and products and services and all of that sort of thing. And I have had the pleasure of interviewing some really amazing folks who have made some pretty significant changes. But I find it usually happens later in life. Mm -hmm. It sort of happens sort of in the, you know, our late 40s and 50s when we're getting itchy feet, you know, and people are thinking, well, you know, maybe I should try something new. And before you know it, they become an author, you know, someone decides to write a family story or, you know, talk about their business experience. Or then some folks have had this artistic talent and they've had the encouragement from their friends and family Mm -hmm. to kind of step outside their comfort zone and start to sell their art. So usually it starts as a side hustle. Oh, OK. And then it moves into sort of a full time business where they've actually been able to build a little bit of a, a revenue stream before they take the leap from, you know, mm-hmm. full time employment into entrepreneurship.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, does it uh, do you think it? the outlet is always or the result is always something artistic like we think of artistic like as an artist or a writer or Can it be something else in our life that we create that maybe we've had on the back burner since we were nine or 10 years old and it comes forward at that time, like you said, that time when we begin to have itchy feet. Can you say anything about like, are there any experiences or any stories about where perhaps they don't become an artist or a writer, but they take that creativity and perhaps even put it into advocacy or Mm -hmm. something like that, creating a a community. Well, you know, right.
1: What's really wonderful is some people have these great innovative ideas and they developed a product and, you know, the product may not be something, you know, they're, they're solving a need, they're solving you know, they've asked the question, they're trying to find a solution to something Mm -hmm. that they have found has been a problem in their life. And so Mm -hmm. they end up, you know, recreating something that may already be in the marketplace, but they put a little spin on it and, and do something a little different um, mm-hmm. or even they decide that they want to develop a, a new service. So, you know, certainly lots of folks have had to learn how to develop their businesses online, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yes. you know, people are starting, starting to take their expertise and doing online courses, as an example. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really creative and innovative because, to be quite honest, it doesn't just have to be the can- connecting the canvas with the people. It Mm -hmm. can actually be taking a product or service and connecting that um, Mm -hmm. with your customers or the people in your target market. So, Mm -hmm. you know, creativity is something that I think is a really broad category. I agree. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be, um, you know, an artist who's putting splashes of color and making a connection between the canvas. I think there's a lot. I mean, I had a career in marketing that spans, you know, over 20 years. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where my creative energy went. You know, I was coming up with innovative advertising campaigns for people or, uh, you know, employee recognition programs where there was a product attached to that, that people would get the wow factor, you know, when they were receiving something from their organization in, you know, recognition of their efforts. Mm -hmm. So I think creativity is a really broad word. And and I also think it's something that we really need to tap into, Mm -hmm. you know, Brainstorm sessions only work really well when you feel comfortable in an environment to share your creative ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yeah. I think most of us have been in, in areas where we've been brainstorming and you know, a really great idea shared by someone else who's in our network. And then we start to build on that idea and create something new. Mm-hmm. So I think the whole idea of creativity is something that's broad that we all can contribute to. And it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, paint and paintbrushes.
0: Yes. And I think that's such an important point because there, there are a lot of people that, yes, they, they stopped their paintings, their drawings, and that when they were in school and they were put into other streams, they went to other places, right? And so they got the impression or they uh, thought that they were no longer creative. Right. But the one thing that comes up from all my clients, my uh, women entrepreneurs and um It doesn't matter what generation they're in. They all say they want to do it differently. They want to lead differently. They want to run their business differently. And to me, that is the epitome of creativity. They want to create something different than what they've seen before. So I love that we we brought that conversation to that point. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about the analogy of uh, recalibrating your GPS. Mm -hmm. Could you explain what that means to you? You've said a little bit about it, but can you go a little deeper?
1: Sure. You know, I think we've all been in situations where we've had to recalibrate our GPS. You know, I, I'll, I'll make the reference to the car. You know, we all have um, personal navigation systems, or now they're even on the phone. So we can just connect the phone and, you know, go into some of these apps and put the address that we're going into, you know, and we make a, a different turn and you hear that wonderful woman and, and you know, she, she's recalibrating, kind of saying... Well, no, we would like you to do this. Um, But I think when we're doing it personally in our own life experience and journey, it's usually when we've had a really life-changing event. So sometimes it's planned, sometimes it's not planned. But it's at that age and stage where you sort of sit back and say, okay, well, this I wasn't expecting, but what am I going to do with it now? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So,
1: you know, we've all had to take negatives in life and turn them into positives. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've all been in situations where um, I was of the downsized generation. So, you know, when I was in corporate life, I kept getting these great jobs, but they didn't last because, you know, everyone was downsizing their corporate, you know, their C-suite team or their middle management groups. So I was sort of the, the last in, first out, you know, and that's really why I decided to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those things kind of push us in a new direction. And certainly mm-hmm. when I think of all of the folks who have shared their stories in, um, in our business uh, features, everybody seems to end up in a much better place. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So what starts out as a negative usually turns into a positive. Mm -hmm. Or
0: in the beginning, it can be perceived as a loss, but then um, the person is able to use their imagination then to see where there are gains as well in this particular situation, like um, opening up time to even become creative because you were a young artist. So it's time now to do that, right?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Interesting things about GPS, like we all understand what that is now because it is on on our phones and in our cars and things like that. But have you ever
1: found times when your GPS firmware needs to be updated because you're in new territory? For sure. I mean, one of the things that getting outside your comfort zone is a really big part Um, of, uh, you know, taking the courage and making a leap of faith to make a change, right? So I have to say that one of the things and we all have it. We all have something that we call your gut instinct. And, you know, you get that feeling. And I can honestly say, personally, every time I have not followed my gut instinct, I've ended up having to recalibrate my personal GPS. That's so, an interesting point. You yes. know, usually, you, you yeah. know, I'm using the visualization. I'm using those, you know, corporate tools that I used in the past to yeah. sort of map out where I'm going to go. But something will happen. There's a bump in the road, Right. Mm-hmm. And you get yes. to that bump in the road, and yes. all of a sudden you get this feeling, oh, I'm in a really unfamiliar territory. What am I going to do with this? And yes. I usually follow my gut instinct because it will generally lead you to the right place and time. But when mm-hmm. I've gone against that gut instinct, I've always had to recalibrate my personal GPS and look at where I'm going and how I'm going to get there through a different lens. So sometimes we have to be open to the creativity of new ideas. And mm-hmm. I've certainly found in my own life, that's, that's been pretty prevalent.
0: Mm-hmm. I love this analogy of GPS and setting a new direction. And like you say, um, I know sometimes when I'm listening to my GPS in the car, and she will say to go a certain way, yeah. actually, <laughs> I go a different way sometimes. <laughs> I'm not listening to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or I missed the turn, right? <laughs> go that way, Been
0: there before, not going yeah. that way. Right. <laughs> so right. it's such an interesting analogy. It's fun yeah. to work with, that's for sure. Yeah. So um I admire your courage for trading your pen for a paintbrush mm-hmm. because that that is a, a big change, a bold
1: change. Can you tell us a little more about that? You know, that that sort of serendipity is a word that comes to mind because, you know, while I was doing artwork for relaxation and kind of using it as a tool for my own creativity... I was standing in my kitchen one really dull, dreary, you know, North American winter, and uh, it was pretty, pretty gloomy out there. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could really use a splash of color. And I actually went downstairs into my studio and I picked up a painting. I got a hammer and nails and I walked out into my backyard and I hammered a painting onto my back fence. And I thought, wow that looks kind of nice. Like that, that really gave me a little perk up. Nice. And before I knew it, I had started to do artwork for outdoors. So on wow. porches and balconies and covered entranceways. And it's really been a wonderful, because it's a little different, right? I mean, people first said to me, seriously, you're putting artwork outside? Like, why would you do that? And I thought, because I needed a little color, you know, I needed a little pick me up. And I actually have a piece of artwork that's on the front of my house that's been there for about, it's over five years for sure. And it looks exactly the same now as the day that I hung it. And I have to tell you, I am stopped more often when I'm doing gardening or whatever in my, in the front of my house and people will say, wow, where did you get that? You know, whose work is that? And wow, I've never seen artwork hung outside before. So it was sort of one of those niches, um, that started just from, uh, wanting to have color a splash of color outdoors. And Mm -hmm. now of course I do work that's not only for outdoors, but indoors too. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's kind of been really fun to introduce people. Hey, they have to take a little bit of a leap of faith to put art outside. So
0: even within your own, uh, like you've expanded on your medium then, right? So it's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, even for you being a creative person, you have expanded, uh, gone beyond your coloring lines, so to speak to do something very different, but still utilizing those talents. And I would say utilizing the joy and Mm -hmm. awesomeness that you Mm -hmm. feel from that, which I think is so important for fulfillment. So that's a great segue into uh, what I call the executive encore uh, segment where every moment matters. So can you think of a moment, a pivotal moment when you recognize Now, you may have explained it with your outdoor fence uh, artwork, Mm -hmm. perhaps there's
1: another one where you uh, saw what fulfillment looks like for you? You know, I think I turned 60 years old and I sat in my living room and, you know, having a drink and I thought to myself, what do you want the next 20 years to look like, Trish? I'm certainly not one of those people that's going to retire. Um, you know, I think I will always continue to find connections with entrepreneurs like yourself because I absolutely love hearing everybody's story. And to be quite honest, I learned something new from every person I meet. So mm-hmm. I was kind of sitting there thinking, what is it that you want to do? You know, what does that next 20 years look like? And I thought, you know, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to try to take my passion project, which is being an artist and move it into a business which is a totally different um, venue for me, for sure. But I think that was really the time and place where I thought, if I don't do it now, then when will I do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just decided that I was gonna, and, and what's the worst that can happen? You know, Mm -hmm. nobody will buy my art. I'll continue to give it away. And, you know, I'll have to try something else. Um, And luckily enough, I I was really blessed to uh, have a solo show, as you mentioned, at Mm -hmm. uh, Langdon Hall, which is a Relay Chateau. And they have a program where they feature local artists. And I, I really... You know, my hat goes off to them and their uh, creativity to think outside the box, because mm-hmm. I've really had a wonderful opportunity to be introduced to their community of guests that visit their location. Mm-hmm. And I've really been blessed, you know, I- I'm I'm actually a little kind of trepidatious to say that I have work that's now not only in Canada, but in the United States and Europe. So yes. it's uh, it doesn't enough. happen overnight, right? Yeah. It really doesn't. Um, yeah, we have to be patient. We have to, uh, kind of believe in the vision and take the little action items, those little baby steps to, to move in a new direction. And if it's meant to be all the pieces of the puzzle will start to fall into place.
0: I'm glad you've
1: brought that point
0: up because, you know, sometimes, um, I hear women say like my, one of the sayings is that my runway is getting shorter, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, or the fear of losing time Mm -hmm. Uh, to make every moment matter. And even if it's not working out the way you intended or it's not fast enough, but to appreciate every step that you are taking and take a look at that disappointment as maybe just some feedback on how to tweak things rather than um, like closing the the whole um, idea down, right? So I'm glad that you brought that up, that it, it does take time. Um, and even if it takes time to the end of the life, then you've done something, you've done something fulfilling, right, up to the end of your life, which we don't want to think about. But actually, at this time, we're thinking about legacy. Now, you have a wonderful saying about legacy. Um, do you have that in front of you, uh, your, your quote on legacy about uh, leaving the footprints for other people to follow? I thought right. that was beautiful.
1: Thank oh. you. Yes, it's in the share your Stories. online website. And it says may your footprint of success, you know, leave an opportunity for the next person who steps into your shoes. Um, I love that actually it makes me go goosebumps, because that's what it's all about,
0: right? Um, the um, making civilization go forward in a positive way. And as much as we can contribute with what is our legacy, there's no moment wasted, that's for sure. And so I will be putting some information in the show notes uh, and on YouTube, how people can uh, reach you. But do you have um, one thing that you would like to call out to people now, how they can reach you?
1: You know, one of the things that I'd like to do too, because your network is obviously has a number of tremendous business owners and entrepreneurs, and Mm -hmm. I'd like to extend an offer to those folks to share, join us in our guest blog. Um, Mm -hmm. And then join me in the podcast so that we can introduce the person behind the logo, because, you know, to your point, it's all about paying it forward. And Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter what age and stage you are in your career. If you've had a great idea, why not celebrate it? And that's really what the share your stories dot online website is all about. So I'd like to extend that invitation to the folks in your network, because um, I just do think that mentorship is so important And Mm -hmm. one of the ways that we can do that is by sharing our stories. So Mm -hmm. I hope that everyone will reach out and uh, join us. That's great. Thank you, Trish.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Another story or another uh, really good um,
1: uh, point of view? Well, one of the things I'd just like to say is that, you know, we all um, are recalibrating our personal GPS at, at different times in life. And uh, taking the leap of faith and the courage to make a change is really all part of that journey. And certainly um, if you know, anyone is thinking of making a change, I know that you offer um, the services of your organization to help people while they're navigating that. Um, I think what's really important to remember is that you know, life is really all about a journey and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to look the same. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, like the question I asked myself, What's the worst that can happen mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. that we
1: will end up in a really wonderful place. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, if they if folks are, are thinking about making a change, they'll just find the courage and go for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Or leave the footprints for other people to follow. Correct. I, I would love that. Yes. Yes. Thank so you. I want to thank my audience and Trish's followers for joining us today. Uh, join me each week as I interview women like Trish and other thought leaders. Um, I also invite men thought leaders to come on and talk about their ideas around fulfillment and how they are allies for the women in their life and about finding fulfillment and joy after 60. If you're interested in being a guest, please reach out to me. And I'll also say, um, if you're interested in being uh, a guest of Trisha's show, <laughs> please reach out to Trish. All the information will be in the show notes. Visit my website at patriciamuir.com and my name is in the bottom so you can see how to spell Patricia Muir, just take out the space, read the Encore Weekly blog at patriciamuir.com slash blog, and subscribe to my newsletter. Sunday mornings are for self-care, and hundreds of women join me with their favorite beverage to read my latest insights on fulfillment in life and work. I often refer to Trish's insights, because I do follow her, because everything that Trish shares about the courage to perhaps put down one instrument, pick up another instrument and create something new is very important to our self-care. Thank you and have a great day.
1: Thank you.